0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I put some weird enunciations in weird spots. Okay, so my name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined, as always, by my brother, Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. He is back in Pennsylvania, the not-so-wonderful state. And I am in South Dakota, the uh, semi-wonderful state. It's pretty good. It's not not bad. It's better than Pennsylvania, but we're getting there. (laughs) <laughs> so uh we'd love to know where you guys are from though which is kind of usually why we state that because we've gotten some emails from people who are like hey i'm in south dakota too or oh we're in pennsylvania no no nah, none of those nobody who loves freedom <laughs> none of us <laughs> who uh lives in yeah. pennsylvania now um but you know we get a lot of those emails which is cool so send us an email at trd show at protonmail.com if you are in one of our states or another state we'd love to hear from you Check out our show website, trdshow.net. Follow us on Gab and Getter. And um, if you could follow us on Rumble, too, we'd really appreciate that. Not YouTube. You can on YouTube, but we'd really prefer Rumble. Because Rumble, they don't censor us on Rumble, whereas YouTube has already taken down one of our episodes. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, but, you know, they're Facebook and Instagram, so... But if that's all you got, we understand. Still follow us there. We'd appreciate it. Um, look up TRD Show. Or, or you could just go to our website and follow the links from there. It makes it a lot easier. Sign up for our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter. Our mom runs that, and she does a tremendous job putting together content for it and doing some write-ups and um, doing a sneak preview of what we're going to be talking about on the next episode. So you definitely don't want to miss our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter. I didn't mention this on Monday because I, you know, largely forgot. I'm um, I'm not ashamed. I am, but I admitted it anyways. We are gonna be in a conference in October 6th through the 8th in Knoxville, Tennessee. The link for that is up on the screen, but if you're a podcast listener, all right, we're sorry. It's flfnetwork.com slash Knoxville 2022. Check out that. Site buy your tickets now. You can meet us in person, which will be so so cool. You'll definitely will not want to miss all of the great speakers who are going to be there, including Pastor Doug Wilson. Which brings us to it is Literature Wednesday today. We are going through Pastor Doug Wilson's book, Mother Kirk: Essays on Church Life, and we went through the first half of Chapter Four last week. So now we're going through the second half. That only makes sense. from the section that I'm going to be covering,
1: I mean, this is quite a controversial. At least, well, I'm saying at least from the section that I um, am covering, this is a very controversial uh, chapter. I don't know if you've found that to be the case. It could be. Your, it could be thinking.
0: to a certain group of people. I think the large majority of our listeners, though, are going to agree with most of what's in the what's most of what's in the book. I'd say about eighty to ninety percent of it. But, yes, there's that extra 10 to 20% that's going to be a little controversial. So, yeah, we're going to touch on that, too. <laughs> so stay tuned for that if you want to be triggered. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> still send us an email, though, at, at protonmail.com We want to hear from you. So, yeah, so we're doing that. Jake's going to, you know... everybody's buttons so that'll be fun
1: um well hopefully i'll explain it in a way that people will be like
0: oh okay i can i can see how yeah now you you won't no i'm kidding you will (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so we've got a lot to talk about today i mean we're going through controversial stuff apparently that'll be cool um we're going to be talking about working towards a future goal as a church. We're going to be talking about keeping peace within the church, which is funny that you should say that, because one of the things <laughs> that I got out of this chapter was it was all about keeping peace within the church. So controversy. It's like out of a chapter about peace, we got controversy. <laughs> so, yeah. all right.
1: Uh, well, just, I mean, if you're talking about peace, you kind of have to talk about controversy. It's fair. It's fair. Um, and some people may not like But just in a different light of- than what I'm saying. I'm saying we're talking about controversy
0: and he's bringing up the controversy. Yeah. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes. This may may or may not be well received by the audience. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, it will be though. <laughs> right. No. 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 Yeah. I only I only say that because I was like,
1: oh wow. let reading through the chapters. I don't necessarily agree. Uh, disagree. I'm sorry. You don't agree. I don't what? necessarily disagree. But I'm. Uh, I was like, oh my goodness. If anybody was to read this without any context, you know, they would. <laughs> It would be on uh, that going about going around <laughs> saying Doug Wilson's a heretic.
0: Um, yeah, well, and that is why I gave dumb. this section to you. No I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I, oh yeah, art, I see. I see. Get art, all the, yeah, I yeah right. That's sections why. To like, me. hey, Jake, you want this section? Yeah, it's cool.
1: <laughs> you'll see. You'll see how I'll how I uh, handle Great. it. I can't wait. Yeah.
0: I can't wait. <laughs> I have complete faith in you. Uh. Um all right so so we're obviously doing that but you know before we get into all that we have to do our daily or tri-weekly hey there it is tri-weekly uh portion of the show where we talk about the verse or verses as it may be this week it is of the week and uh this week it is Wednesday right now today I can't words so today it's Wednesday and Jake you know just go go ahead <laughs> yeah Oh, <laughs> go right into that. Uh,
1: we're, we're, uh, we're in 2 Timothy, uh, chapter 2, verses 24, 24 there we go, uh, through 25, and it says, And the Lord's servants must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, co- correcting his opponents with gentleness... God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. Um, and I mean, the, the really, the only way I would take this, um, the way that Bruce was explaining on Monday, I think this is, well, at least, at least from uh, my understanding of this passage, I, I bet there are some who could really go in depth in this passage. Um, but... I'm looking at this passage, and I'm like, okay, yeah, there's some good stuff in here, but, um, like, there's not really a lot that you can take from it. Unless, unless I could truly be, um, told that I'm wrong. There we go. (laughs) Uh, In this aspect, and some proving me wrong. That's the word I was looking for. Prove me wrong in this aspect. Uh, but... I think really what I want to focus on here is like the patiently enduring evil, right? Like Bruce was saying on Monday, a lot of people would probably take that and say, oh, look, we don't, we should, we should only endure evil. We can't, we can't go against it. We can't um, say it's wrong. But then we come to the next part of it saying correcting his opponents, but with gentleness, right? And, Hmm. you know, I think there are like two spectrums, right? And we have to kind of come to the middle, bring, bring both of them back to a, a good understanding. But it's like, you have the one spectrum that says, oh, we, we shouldn't be getting involved in anything. You know, we shouldn't be, you know, arguing with people. We can't be, you know, talking with people like that. And then, and then there's the other side that says, oh, we must always be arguing with people. We always have to be, Punching them in the face with stuff, you know, <laughs> I don't mean physically punching them in the face, but maybe there's few who think that. But, <laughs> there might. Um, there's probably those out there somewhere. Yeah, right. But, you know, coming to the middle and, you know, understanding that the Bible talks about a many times saying that we need to be correcting people, but with love, but with mm. gentleness. Yeah. Speaking to them so that they're not immediately thinking oh my goodness what are you saying you know yeah of course there are a few people who will do that no matter how gentle you talk to them (laughs) right um and that's what that last part of the verse is for you know right that god may grant may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth yep yep yeah exactly
0: awesome well cool thanks for the uh the breakdown and uh all that all that information
1: very neat again I, I bet someone could do way better than I just did but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I yeah I, it, there's a lot of resources so many of these verses that we that we select um, we select them for various reasons and this is kind of a I knew we'd have to on one of our episodes delve a little bit more into why we pick some of the verses we do but I think now is a good time to just briefly in a minute or less explain you know we we select these verses from a lot of different places. Um, some of them we read in our devotions and we're like, Oh, that stood out to us. Let's grab it. Um, some of them are from the, the literature portion. Um, it was in the book that we're reading and it seemed like a really great verse and we pulled it, pulled it out and really wanted to share it with everyone. Some of it comes from our discussion topics. And so when we have a discussion topic verse that we're going through or something, uh, a proof text or what have you, we'll pull those out. A lot of times they're pre- they're preceded by uh, information and commentary on the verse. And um, sometimes they have larger uh, uh, applications than the original place we drew them from. And so when we discuss and comment on these, we're only discussing parts of that verse. <laughs> really, there's so much more that could be said. But we do want to apply some of the application we read from the original source we pulled it from. Obviously, the original source is the Bible, but where we first read it from, right? (laughs) Or it was a light was shown on that verse. And also kind of tie it into our theme of the show, which is obviously the kingdom of God, doing everything for the glory of God, but then dissenting. And so we try and provide a dissenting viewpoint using that verse as well. So... So there's some days where it's easier than others um, and some that require a lot of research. All of them do, but some of them we you know, we felt compelled to do a lot more research than, than others because of the source we pulled it from or whatever. So, all right, there's some of my ramblings and some of my thoughts <laughs> on why we picked some of the verses we did. So let, let's move right into this uh, uh, literature segment. So we're talking about working towards a future goal as a church, and I have quite a few quotes underneath of that, Heading, but thinking about the future, working towards a goal in the future is something that's really important for churches to consider. We're not just here to sit and do nothing. We're not here to just fill up a spot of land on a street aptly named Church Street because there's a whole bunch of churches on it. We're not just there to go to that building and sit there for an hour once a week and then not do anything else there's a plan here, there's a purpose, there's a goal. Page 86, Doug Wilson said the form of the advice mentioned above, and he's talking about the heading in the chapter, which said Festina Lente, which is, uh, it comes from Caesar Augustus. Uh, Festina Lente, which means make haste slowly, end quote. So that make haste slowly principle. That idea is going to come up a lot today. And Doug Wilson went more into depth about how biblical that is and the tyings, how that tied into scripture, but we didn't have time. There's so much in this book. So we didn't have time to talk about it on the show, but check out this book. If you haven't purchased a copy already, get a copy of this book, Mother Kirk by Doug Wilson. It's on Canon Press. It's also on our Gab page. There's a link to it. Check it out. You're going to want a copy of this book, but page 86, he talked about that. And then same page he went into a little more detail he said because we have a perfect word from god we know exactly what direction we must go our goal in the church's ministry must be the same as paul's to present every man complete in christ colossians 1 28 end quote so we have a goal we know exactly where we should be making haste slowly towards like where what are we doing when someone is making haste when they're running when they are walking when they're using their legs for locomotion to go in a direction. (laughs) Generally, they have a goal and a direction that they're going in. So if I'm going on a run, I have a plan for where I'm going. Or I'm wandering aimlessly on the street, but I'm still going somewhere. Churches do both. Churches have plans and they know where they're going and they know what they're supposed to be doing. Or they're just wandering aimlessly from passage to passage every Sunday without actually trying to help their congregation grow. We should obviously not exemplify that church. So page 86 and 87, it's a longer quote, but it's a good one. Doug Wilson said, even in times of relative purity, the church needs to constantly reform itself according to the word. But because that same perfect word also tells us to reject perfectionism, we must be patient as we labor towards this end. Impatience in the ministry is a sign of a revolutionary temperament, as opposed to reformational commitment. The Christian church is called to disciple the nations over the course of centuries, not to be social engineers for the next three weeks, maybe four, end quote. So that's important, too. We're not revolutionaries. We're not overthrow the government, you know, down with the aristocracy. You know, that's not what we're doing here. This is a long... That's offensive. I just offended French people everywhere. I'm so sorry. Um, We are, we're not that. We're not revolutionaries, What we are trying to do is restore this land to its rightful owner. We are working because the king of heaven and earth, Christ Jesus, has told us to make disciples of all nations, and the word of God tells us exactly how to do that. And it's a long-term thing. This isn't going to be done in the next three or four weeks, like he just said. We had a whole series talking about the kingdom three-part series on our Discussion Friday episodes talking about the kingdom of God. Um, and my pastor, Pastor Jonathan Hansen in the Connection Church in Leeds, actually came on for an hour special, hour-long special on the third one to discuss that. If you missed that episode, go back and check that out. It was really, really good. Great insights. But the kingdom of God, which is what we're working towards, we're told to seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. That's what we're working towards, and it's a big thing. It's a big task that we've been given. Every area of life should be brought in subjection to Jesus Christ. That's going to take a while. It's going to take some time. Page 88, Doug Wilson said, What is the duty of pastors and teachers then? What is their duty? We must make haste to learn and learn thoroughly the efficacy of the gospel. We must make haste to declare and preach it. But we must speak slowly so the words will be understood. There will be no reformation apart from the gospel preached, end quote. So there's a lot of commentary I could provide on that, but I'm not going to because we're about halfway through this episode and I have a lot of other stuff to talk about. So hopefully that sufficiently capped that section about festina Lente. Um, and that makes sense. If you still have questions, leave a comment on our episode or send us an email at trdshowatprotonmail.com. We want to hear from you. That's like our tagline now. I should just have a stinger that just says that automatically with my voice, pre-recorded. <laughs> um, so, um, I can go into... I have two more sections to get to, but I know I would t- say the next section, I think, is
1: the best setup for kay. what I want to talk about. Great. Um, because we're, we're going to be talking about uh, peace within the church, and then, you know,
0: then I'm going to get into some controversy. <laughs> So, right, right. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about peace and then you're going to just cause an upheaval. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So let's talk about keeping peace within the church. Also discerning truth. Page 88, Doug Wilson said, at the same time, preaching must be governed by wisdom. When Jesus tells us that two commandments are the greatest commandments, he is saying by implication that some commandments are of lesser importance, Mark 12, 29. That was absolutely fascinating to me, but totally true. He goes into a little bit more detail on page 89. He says, now, it would be nice simply to affirm the general principle that there are some that are greater than others, uh, and have done with it. Unfortunately, this would be empty teaching, clouds without rain. In order to maintain the peace of Christ's church, we must not only know what is true, we must also know the relative importance of each truth, end quote. So, um, For those of you who are listening and perhaps belong to the SBC or were following the SBC or watched um, the latest video from the SBC a couple months ago, I don't know if it's the latest now, but I don't know. He was talking about greater and lesser truths. He was, some of the the presenters there were talking about um, first and secondary issues. Um, So things that are of first importance and things that are of secondary importance and far too often in the church, we split on secondary matters, and that's what Doug Wilson was talking about in this section. We're not going to get into all of it because we just don't have time, but it's so, so good. Just these few pages are, even if that's all you read, they're incredible. Just get the book if you're just going to read these three pages, pages 88, 89, and 90. Check them out, Um, but he goes more into what are secondary issues, what are primary issues, all of that. just Unfortunately, don't have time. But page 89, he said now, uh, no, I'm sorry, page 90. (laughs) That was my last quote. Page 90, he said, we have to ask two questions about every doctrine we seek to present in the pulpit. The first concerns whether the teaching is true. Obviously, for obvious reasons, it has to be true. Having established that something is true, it is crucial to determine the relative importance of that truth. End quote. Is it a first, is it a primary issue, or secondary issue? Where does that fall? In our uh, uh, accordion-style list of doctrines. Page 90, a little further down on the page, Doug Wilson said, the Christian faith has a center. When Christians gravitate to the periphery in order to conduct their fights along the fence, it betrays a lack of love for that center and perhaps reveals a desire to get over the fence entirely. End quote. Mm. So obviously that center is Christ. When that's no longer the center of your church, there's a problem (laughs) you need to sort that out. Right. All right. So with that being said, setting up the framework, you know, we should be looking to ascertain what are the primary, what are the secondary, not splitting over issues that we don't need to split over finding unity where we can, when at all possible, Jake, go ahead and just, you know, bring some wrath and some clouds of dark thunder down on this whole show. It won't be that bad. Okay, go ahead. It's
1: not that bad. Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> yeah. But, um,
1: I definitely, again, I, I think out of context, this is, this would be someone, this would make someone, like, super mad. And then, really, I, I have to say, it would make the, the good people mad. Um... Wow. Okay. It's not even the people who have a who have a low understanding or or the people who are who just get up in arms about everything. No, these are these are people who have a, a oh, better
0: doctrine. I literally think I know what you're about to say. This whole time I've been sitting here like, what quote is he gonna pull up? And I'm like I think <laughs> I think I know. All right, go ahead.
1: But um this is talking about Calvinism. Bum bum right? bum. And <laughs> I'll, I'll let Doug Wilson speak for himself, and uh, <laughs> I'll go to page 91, which says, No, it is our solemn duty to preach Christ and not Calvin. Yes. But depend upon it, if someone preaches Christ correctly, he will be accused of preaching <laughs> Calvin. Yep. Um, yep. He's saying, right, that we should stop preaching Calvinism. Not quite. <laughs> Not entirely. I mean, we should stop
0: saying that word, right? We should stop saying we're preaching Calvinism. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. I mean, what he was trying to get at there was not that we should stop using that word, not even that we should stop calling ourselves Calvinists, but that that's not the main thing. Like, Calvinism is the gospel being preached correctly, it's the Mm -hmm. truths of the word of God that have been recovered. From the decimation of the Catholic Church. It's the primary gospel message. And we don't call, like, we shouldn't be proud of the fact that we're a Calvinist, right? Mm-hmm. But we're going to be labeled as a Calvinist if we're preaching the gospel correctly. Right. So that was his right. point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and we, we we continue on, still on page 91, which says, So we must therefore answer the question, posed by the serpent in Eden, which is, hath God said, if God has not spoken on these things, we must remain silent ourselves. Hmm. And if he has spoken, then there is no possible reason for attributing the invention of these doctrines to John Calvin. Yes. Yeah. Again, out of context, it's very, very yeah. controversial. He's not the and one wanted, who created I wanted to kind of, kind of bring up um, especially with the context of understanding that um, Doug Wilson is talking about keeping peace, you know, Mm. within the church and saying that because we've gotten away from the idea that tradition is authority is an authority, right? Obviously it's not a, it's not an ultimate authority. It is, but it is an authority, right? It's not something that we base everything off of. Yeah. It is fallible, but we should
0: also follow it. Yeah. Um, We should consider it and usually safer if we do, and at least consider it instead of just throwing it out whole cloth without even studying it.
1: Yeah. Because we've lost that idea, because we've thrown that idea away, right? We start to think of Calvinism as we're worshiping Calvin, you know? Yep. that they think of it as in the wrong light. Yep. Because we've we've thrown this idea out of tradition. So yep. why are we why are we looking at this uh this other person? Shouldn't this guy from the 1500s? The yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it's so what he's saying is that because we've lost this understanding, we should we should stop doing this. Obviously, not stop preaching the truth. Yeah. Right. But we should get away from using that term, right? Yeah. Get away from using that. I mean, it's people like people will take it the wrong way,
0: right? I mean, it's like if we preached po- uh, 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 presuppositionalism, but we called ourselves uh, Bonsonites, you know? Like, <laughs> right, it's right, like right, we're attributing it to that person because he systematized it and wrote it in a way that made more sense to explain it. But it's all in both cases that's derived from scripture. And where does that truly come from? It comes from God. It comes from Christ. Mm So we call ourselves Christians, and then we like to subdivide and go into all Mm -hmm. these other categories. So we're Christians, but we're a Calvinist. We're a Calvinist Christian, you know, like as opposed Mm to we believe in scriptural truths. And... It makes it easier because you can call yourself, I don't know, one of the eschatological viewpoints, pre-mill, i post-mill, whatever, label yourself with that, and then, oh, sweet, now I fit in your camp. You know, it's as opposed to explaining what you believe from Scripture. Now, it is a nice, easy way to simply be like, are you, do you believe in Calvinism? Yes, I believe in these five things. I believe that this is true. You don't have to take all the time to explain it. But usually, from my experience, you're better off if you do (laughs) (laughs) because
1: because nowadays people have an understanding of what calvinism is and very
0: negative connotations tied to it too right yeah like post-millennialism theonomy all those sorts of things people like their buzzwords they're like oh no panic and it's like okay so if i didn't use the word and i showed you from scripture why i believe this you wouldn't have freaked out as much but because you were told by a friend something about you Know theonomy or post millennialism or all of these sorts of things now you're gonna freak out about it, and it's like, oh no, right. not that right. word, the evil word, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and
1: and I mean, that goes directly right into my next quote where uh, Doug Wilson is saying again on page 91, a lot of these are page 91, just just to it's keep good it, page, just to let you know that these the next two after this one that I'm about to say. Also on page ninety one, but I do I do mix it up. There are some later down the road that have um, are from different pages. But
0: we got about three um, minutes I left. Us. Oh my goodness! Okay, yeah, we're out of time. But if um, you have one or two quotes you want to wrap up with, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this specifically talking about what we were just talking
1: about. Sweet. Um, this one, uh, Doug Wilson says, Christ said it was an honor when men speak evil of us. And it certainly is evil for the followers of Christ to be identified as the followers of a mere man, mm. however, godly, however godly that man was. But just because we rejoice in the slander, it is not therefore necessary to join in the slander ourselves yes. and call ourselves these names. Yes. Um, yeah, that's really good. And, and I want to continue on, on to page 92 where Doug Wilson says is this to minimize the seriousness of Armenian error not at all it is a grievous error and it leads to worse yep is this to minimize the truths contained in calvinism not at all as mentioned before calvinism is nothing is nothing more than a nickname for a thorough and right understanding of the gospel yep exactly uh, But suppose an Arminian says that we cannot really love our brother uh, if we say that he is mistaken about the gospel. We would paraphrase Paul and ask, How are we an enemy simply because we speak the truth? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. He's basically saying that, you know, we're calling an Arminian wrong on the basic fundamentals that is the gospel um, how, how are we, how are we an enemy simply because we speak the truth?
0: Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Absolutely. Dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad, uh, you, you dug into that. Um, that was, that was really good. It's really good. Yeah. There's a lot there and I think it's, uh, it's it's worth digging more into, and I wish we had more time, but we've got one minute left, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely, if you don't have a copy of this book, you should totally go to our Gab page or go to Canon Press and look up Mother Kirk. It's such, such a good book. Um, I think it's described elsewhere as being like an owner's manual for church, for people trying to start a church or trying to reform their church, which is what we desperately need right now. So, thanks for digging into that and poking the hornet's nest there, Jake. <laughs> All
1: right. I, I hope I hope that our audience came out of that thinking, "Oh, okay, I can agree with that." Hopefully, instead of being like, "Oh, oh, I don't like Doug Wilson anymore." <laughs> yeah,
0: right. No, because I think he's he's resetting and reframing our position and our framework. Because, yeah, it's um we're out of time, but we could talk so much more about that. <laughs> and I wish we could. maybe we'll have to do a whole topic episode on that that would be cool on terms and why it's not good to just label yourself as something and just go with it you know um all right well i had a whole thing i wanted to talk about legalism hatred of god's law but i don't have time for that so that's there check out pages 96 through 97 for that um get the book and read 96 through 97 so so good um just a really, really quick quote from 97, just because I can't help myself. It's so good. Um, Doug Wilson said, we are creatures. Our pattern of life must conform to an external standard. Everyone in the world lives according to law. Law Law-guided behavior is inescapable. The heart of legalism, therefore, is the substitution of man's law for God's law, end quote. So much there. Um, Really wish I had more time to get into it, but I don't. So check it out. Page 97, 96. Really good stuff. And I'll leave us with one final quote from page 98 as a wrap up. And this applies to so many different things. And I think it's fundamentally important that we recognize this today as Christians. This is our calling. Page 98, Doug Wilson said, When God, by his grace, makes it possible for us to repent of our sin and believe the gospel, we find that we have been set free to love him and love our neighbor. Put another way, we have been freed from sin that we may keep the law of God end quote. That is our mission in life. That is what we're working towards. Free from sin so that we can be a slave to Christ. Free from sin so that we can work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Free from sin so that we can work to make disciples of all nations. And it starts with us. It starts with us working on our personal sanctification and then family sanctification and then church sanctification and then societal sanctification and then civil government. It can't start up there at the top with civil government. It starts on a fundamental level. All right. With that, we are way out of time. Jake, anything you want to add before we wrap up? Nope. Okay. After my out of time comment, you're like, no, 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 we're done. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Cut it off. laughs> All right. Um, thank you all so, so much for watching us today. Don't forget, trdshow.net, show website. Check it out. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. Check us out. We're going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee on October 6th through the 8th. Knoxville, Tennessee, the Fight Left Feast conference which will be so so cool i think it's flfnetwork.com knoxville 2022 i'm getting better at this i'm just rattling it off woo all right it's up on screen too so check it out and we're looking forward to seeing you in person and you can meet doug wilson in person you can meet a lot of other great pastors and speakers in person at that conference check it out buy your tickets today thanks so much for watching
1: and remember everyone in all that you do do it unto the lord